Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Specsavers PAC podcast. Joining me today, I have Amy Lennox-Bowley, who's the founder and clinical director of Hypatia Training and Hypatia Specialist Clinics. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm very well, Sonam. How are you? I'm, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Uh, um, it's, it's Friday and almost the weekend, so uh, so very happy over here. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you for having me today as well. I'm delighted to speak to you. Oh, that's brilliant. I was about to say thank you for joining me today. So uh, so we've got our thank yous out of the way. It's, it's obviously an, a privilege to have you joining us today. I know how busy you can be and you've prepared two PAC sessions for us. So we'll have definitely kept you busy and mm-hmm. I've now added something else to, to the mix for you. Um, I wanted to get you on the podcast today just so the listeners can get a bit of an idea as to who you are, what you'll be presenting um, and just to get some some advice from you for uh, for a future hearing aid audiologist, for a future audiologist or for anyone who's going to be joining the healthcare profession. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds good. Brill, so tell us a little bit about you. Who is Amy? So I am an audiologist who who qualified um, back in 2009. Um, I worked in the NHS for a couple of years and then moved over to Australia. Uh, I ran a clinic out there for a year, nearly two years, um, which did both their their public and private um, hearing aid system. But a bit like the AQP kind of yeah, pathway. Yeah. Um, they also did uh, vestibular work, um, paediatrics, and uh, after that I joined uh, a global manufacturer. So I was in Australia for six years working with them. Um, and so worked on kind of the really a measure uh, devices, um, did a lot of clinical training. And then, and then decided that I had enough of the beach and the sun. I don't know if <laughs> that's possible, but okay. <laughs> and then moved back to uh, back to rainy Liverpool. <laughs> wow! So where in Australia were you based? I was based most of the time in um, Melbourne, uh, but uh, my job took me all over Australia and New Zealand. So I was very privileged with that role. That's amazing. That's There'll awesome. be a few people that are listening to this that will know that how jealous I am of you because I absolutely love Australia and it's my dream to one day work there as an audiologist. Um, um, so what will you be presenting for us at PAC this year? Now we've got you on the agenda twice. So we've got you on a Friday evening session, I think, and then a Monday evening session following that. That's uh, right. That's so right. so what, what should we expect to see from you? So I've been asked to talk about speech testing. Um, speech testing, I think a lot of your clinicians will be familiar with Quixin. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think many will be doing speech testing as standard as part of the hearing aid assessment. And the, the reason for that, I would surmise, is that uh, we are taught a very long-winded diagnostic way of doing the um, speech testing, which is important and is great. But just to get kind of an idea of what speech processing that your patient has, um, I've delivered a nice quick way of doing it, which is only going to add three or four minutes to your testing. um, So you can add it to your hearing aid assessment. Mm -hmm. 
that sounds fantastic I know there's a lot of clinicians that are that have been and still are asking about speech testing and including it into the the battery of tests that we do when we have a patient in the clinic room so I'm pretty certain there should be a high turnout uh, for that session yeah and then the second talk is um about real ear measures um it's kind of an overview of how to do it with the manual method I know a lot of software now has um uh, integrated the auto REM which is a nice feature mm -hmm. for many and it, it kind of um it quickens that process but uh, additionally to that um I talk about kind of how you can use the, the real ear measures to do more real world world things like um uh, assess how or validate how the human aids are, are processing music um you know live speech your remote microphones wireless mics I know um spectators fit a lot of kind of wireless accessories and I kind of think that's the the next step of where REMS are useful in the clinic um so yeah so that's they're my two subjects <laughs> It sounds fantastic. And I've had a sneaky glimpse at the presentations um, and they both there are things on both presentations that I know that I really want to be able to jot down. And I know that there will be things and I, I will when I watch the presentation. Obviously, I'm, I have to pretend that I've not actually seen it. Um, <laughs> but I know that for clinicians, there'll be a lot of things that they'll be able to implement sort of the next day or the next week when they're in clinic, which which is a big a big part of PAC, you know, being able to take the things that are being presented and and use them in use them in the clinical environment. And that's what we want our clinicians to be able to do. So I think, you know, from the glimpse that I've had and from what you've said, it sounds like that will be the case. Um, it will that will be the case for us. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so what challenges have you been presented with during COVID? You know, what have you done to and what have you done to overcome these? It's it's a real hot topic at the minute. Um, so how have you been with that? It is, um, and um, everyone's struggled uh, with COVID. Um, there's been both professional issues to, or, or obstacles to jump over, and also personal ones. Um, I am a mom, so I've got my my lovely six. Well, he was six year old when um, the quarantine started. Just turned seven, um, so you know I have a, my own business. So trying to keep that going whilst doing all the homeschooling, that was like the most obvious kind of hurdle. Um, but yeah, practically with the clinic, because I do a lot of vestibular um, assessments, you know, um, delivering that type of care online is difficult. Um, and again, the training, I had a lot of workshops um, uh, schedules and I had a masterclass schedule for Los Angeles as well um, wow. which a lot of time and investment had gone into and you know so we had to pull all those things um, uh, and you know we'll, we'll we'll get to do them again um, but you know all those all those things were were quite difficult um, and you know you've got to just keep things in perspective it sounds like you've juggled an awful lot over the last few months as well as you know being a clinician a mum, you know a, a business owner effectively and, yeah. and you know making sure that you're able to get through the last few months I know it's been it's been a tricky time for most people I've had a few guests on that on the podcast and you know they've all sort of said a similar sort of thing um and I know you know I live with three other key workers 
and it's been interesting to see how we've all adapted to it and I can only imagine for yourself like you say as a mum how what challenges that you'd have faced during this time of having them having a child at home and having to to homeschool um and then having to run your business so it sounds like you've done an awful lot to overcome them and hopefully now she says with bated breath that we might be over the hurdle um or the biggest hurdle but we'll, we'll see what happens over the next few months yeah yeah absolutely how obviously you've worked in a variety of fields all within audiology obviously but you know you've been an NHS audiologist you've worked for a manufacturer you've you've worked abroad and you've now got your own business how do you see your line of work progressing over the next few years how do you see audiology advancing and developing a lot of people ask me the question about how is audiology advancing and um you know because I've had a I've had a glimpse of technology that's coming and um, I actually think it's a really exciting time to be an audiologist. Um, I do think that it, 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 we need to have that kind of very flexible, adaptable mindset. And it, as long as you're happy to do that, I think you, you will do well in the, in the climate and the way things are coming. I think the technology is going to allow us to use a lot more of our skill set. Um, and make the role a lot more dynamic yeah that makes sense so I'm really excited about what's coming over the next 10 years yeah it's definitely you know it's the era of technology isn't it at this Mm -hmm. last this year has taught us that anything is possible um online anything is possible remotely um so it'll be really interesting to see how we're able to you know how we're able to incorporate that into the the field of work that we're in I mean we're already doing things like remote care appointments and and that's just not the private that's not the private industry alone you know NHS departments are starting to implement that remote fine-tuning remote care Mm -hmm. um and technology and hearing aids whilst people might not whilst a lot of people might not know this technology and hearing aids is so far advanced you know we've got hearing aids out there that are able to detect if you've had a fall um you know there's there's so many things that hearing aids will be able to do um I'm really excited to see how you know the next five to ten years will will be for us in our in our profession yeah absolutely absolutely it sounds like you're doing a pretty ideal job um but if I said to you Amy that you could do anything that you wanted to do what do you think your career would be or do you think you'd stick I think I'd stick yeah. I, really would. I love what I do I'm extremely lucky I've met remarkable people all around the world many of them in the UK um I've managed to um start to run my own business with 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 the um knowledge and skills that I've, I've developed over the years and but to be in that position at the age I am, I think I, I just, I, I, audiology I, owes me nothing. I really, really am very lucky um, and in love my job, love working with patients. I love working with other clinicians and that's why I do the training. And I always get just as much out of the delegates that come to my workshops as I think they get out of my courses because I'm constantly learning from others and others experiences and all our businesses are slightly different and run slightly different ways and we've all picked up all di- different tips from 
others over the years so you know constantly being able to you know pick up tidbits like that it's it's great yeah I I think you know I've spoken to a couple of people and I always ask the question about the ideal career and there's people that will say you know oh I fell into this career and actually now I'm quite happy and I don't know if I'd change but from what you've said it sounds similar setup to myself you know you're in the profession you enjoy it there's not really much else that you'd you'd want to do because actually you found you found the thing that you know makes you want to get out of bed in the morning yes absolutely and it really does it really does and um you know my family get involved um you know my son he knows all about like what hearing is and he what a hearing test does you know because they hear me um especially with him being at home with me all this time he's heard me delivering a lot of talks and um you know it 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 we kind of live and breathe audiology in my house even though I'm the only audiologist <laughs> now I think that's fantastic and you know it, it's never it, you, it's never it's never a bad thing to be able to educate people um whether that be uh you know whether that be you going out and training them or whether that just be them listening to what you're doing and being able to pick up on, on things that are things that are being said and you know I've often my sister works in healthcare as well and I've often said things or she's asked me questions and now I know that when she speaks to her patients and her, her customers she can she gives them some of that knowledge that I've given her and you know it, it, we're just educating people as we go along and that's mm-hmm. and that's brilliant mm-hmm. um my last question to yourself would be the question that I've asked absolutely everybody and it's because I would like to get this these little bits of advice and you know we share them out and you know I'm big on on share the sharing of knowledge um what one piece of advice would you give to somebody who is starting their their career in audiology or who has maybe been in audiology for 20 30 years or even somebody who's just starting in healthcare what's what one piece of advice would you give to somebody um well I hope this doesn't sound too cheesy because it might sound quite cheesy but um uh I always say concentrate on yourself use your energy for yourself and not for others so it doesn't matter what the person to your left or your right is doing whether they whether you feel they're much further ahead than you or you're much further ahead than them that, that you're exactly where you need to be so you concentrate on you and you'll get where you need to be I think that's a fantastic piece of advice. Um, I've had somebody else on the podcast recently who was talking about um, who was talking about the fact that they meditate and they, you know, they use that to keep themselves centered. Um, from what you said, it, it resonates very much with that, and it, it sounds like a great piece of advice. And it's always about yourself and always about making sure that you are where you need to be. And and I think that's brilliant. Um, and hopefully, all the listeners that are that are listening to this will be able to take that and, and implement that into their into their day-to-day life into their day-to-day work mm-hmm. um which is brilliant um thank you so much for joining us I'm really looking forward to the two sessions that you've got with us at PAC this year um and it will be real delight to hear what what our clinicians think of it because like I say there are definitely things that you will be presenting on that um we'll be able to take back and implement into our into our day-to-day clinical life so thank you Amy thanks for joining me me it's been a pleasure thank you brilliant